0: This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line—the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now, here's Neil.
1: Thank you, Stubby, very much, and thank you for uh, for listening to to you, my listener. I appreciate you very, very much. I've been doing this since 1978, and uh, I have a few people who have listened all of that time. Oh, you poor souls. And uh, thank you for that. I'm I'm humbled, and I'm, I'm flattered, and I'm lucky. So thank you. Happy Father's Day to all of you who are fathers. If you have a father still living, please uh, call him if you possibly can. Uh, if you are estranged in any way, try to patch that up if you possibly can. Um, if he made that decision himself, then I'm sorry. And hopefully somebody else has meant a lot to you in your life, and if you can reach out to him or to her, whatever, and just say, hey, thanks for making my life special, that would be good. I hope hope there's somebody in your life who's made it special, and I hope you have a great day. Um, I have an SPCA of Texas dog, and this dog needs somebody to reach out to her and make her day special. If you were listening on KLIF yesterday, I mentioned her yesterday, because when I started doing my Pet of the Week almost 40 years ago, I'm adopted, and so I have a a special uh, desire to help adopted animals. We were watching the Westminster Kennel Show this morning on TV, uh, just uh, talking about some of the odd breeds, and uh, favorite breeds, and various things, and they were talking about the dog that somebody ought to get and I said shelter animals shelter animal doesn't have to be one of those foo-foo dogs get a shelter animal that's what I was somebody got me and uh, I was a stray I'm a mongrel and uh, that never came up well I'm going to suggest a dog named January to you I, I told the SPCA years ago please give me the ones that are going to be harder to adopt because the puppies will get adopted. The young, playful, cheerful, cute, cuddly puppies or young dogs will get adopted. Give me the old, fat, ugly dogs and let me try. Let me try to get them some help because they deserve love too. And this is not an old dog or a fat dog. Well, you'll hear. I'm going to try to get through it. She's beautiful. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is January. She is a female retriever, Labrador mix, who is in foster care and available for adoption. She is four and a half years old. She weighs in at just over 30 pounds. She has brown fur with a white underside and big pointy ears. They are big. January came to the SPCA. And you can see a picture of her. I'll give a photo of her. I'll give the, well, I'll just tell you right now. You can see her at SPCA.org slash findapet, one word spcaorg slash find-a-pet. Look it up while we're talking, and look for January. January came to the S-P-C-A from a cruelty case. She had a pretty rough start in her life. She is left with one missing leg and is blind in one eye. She can understandably be a little shy at first, but over time she has warmed up quite well. With the help of the behavioral team at the rescue center, she has learned to trust humans again. You know, if you ever condemn a shelter for trying to do good things for animals, you just listen to what they've done to try to help this little dog. Now she can be quite playful. She loves to get out and roll in the grass. A securely fenced yard would be heaven for her. She has an easygoing personality. She loves the tummy rubs. A well-mannered young lady. She is house-trained. She rides quite well in the car. This is January. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, January has been spayed, microchipped. She's had all of her age-appropriate vaccines. She is currently in foster care with the SPCA of Texas, so an appointment in advance will be required to meet her. Arrangements can be made by calling the SPCA of Texas. and Here is the number to call for January. It's 214-742- Seven seven two two. They'll help you arrange a site where you can meet January, and they'll want you to bring your whole family, and uh, and and meet her in a in a place that's convenient for for both sides. Two one four seven four two seven seven two two. This little girl deserves a wonderful home. Please browse our available animals at spcaorg pet. and. Uh, Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. So my heartfelt good luck goes to January. Hope she gets adopted. I really hope she gets adopted. And thanks to those foster care people and to the the behavioral uh, people who have helped her. And that is sponsored by Baylor, Scott & White Health. As long as we're handing out thank yous, they deserve one as well. And by the way, they deserve one from me because they have just renewed for another whole year of sponsoring this hour. So thank you from my family to you. Thanks for all that Baylor, Scott & White has meant to our family for all these years since they saved our daughter's life back in 2005 and ever since. So thank you. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden happy and healthy. I'd like to take some time to uh, talk about another group of incredibly hardworking people. These are the frontline workers at Baylor, Scott & White. Thank you for never giving in the last 28 months or so. Thank you for never settling for good enough. It's not easy to protect us from covid But we see you showing up every day and giving us every ounce of your energy. Thank you. And to you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways that we can help. When you go into a Baylor Scott & White facility, wear your mask. Quit quibbling about it. It's a small price to pay. Those are great ways to show your support. and, And share those messages on social media, good messages of support and of gratitude. One more big thank you to Baylor Scott and White Health, especially to the front line for all that you have done to keep us safe. So let's say it one more time. Thank you.
0: Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what health care workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now, back to Neil. See there, Stooby got the
1: message. He's saying it. We got it. Just keep everybody saying thank you. Let's go to the phone lines and we go to Ray in Granbury. Ray, this is Neil. Good morning. Thanks for waiting. How can I help?
2: Yeah, Neil, I'm blessed to have three healthy children, so I'm a happy father today, but I'm blessed also with a sweet gum tree that's not too healthy. Uh-oh. Uh, it got hit in Begedon not this past winter, but the winter before, and I've waited to see what's happening. There's a lot of growth on the trunk, and I would say probably 60% of the limbs are dead. I'm not 100% sure, and it's about 27 years old. So my question is, what would you suggest?
1: All right. If the limbs are dead, uh, not leafing out, a a given limb is not leafing out. It needs to be removed. Um, If that is two-thirds of the limb growth on the tree, then two-thirds need to come off. Um, Okay. So that part is a given. Um, Then we see where we are. You can actually see where you are before you start taking anything off you may end up taking some healthy branches off to reshape the tree Um, you need to you'll you'll have to select a new central branch uh, to become the new trunk Um, I'm this is going to be a disjointed answer because uh, you're going to have to look at it ahead of time. you you may what I'm let me go to the the finish line here first. You may decide the tree is not salvageable because if it's too distorted in its shape, you may not be able to get any kind of symmetry out of it. So in that case, you would take it out and replace it. I'm, I hope that's not the case, but that is that is one thing that could happen. But assuming that there is a, a good uh, straight trunk out of all this regrowth, you uh, you foster that you let it become the new trunk. Anything above it on the old trunk you remove. Uh, it's it's possible that you might have two or three shoots above a good strong straight uh, shoot. Uh, you might have two or three uh, shoots that are not vigorous that need to be taken off and that part of the old trunk taken down to the the good straight one. Um, then I, i'm I'm just talking so vaguely because I can't see this silly thing. I can't tell what to tell you. Um, right. You may need to take some side shoots off farther down too if it's just sending out stuff like a shrub would would do right. um, but but anyway, the dead wood is not going to leaf out at this late date. that's that's the the main part okay. of my message so you can yeah. remove all that. You can do it. Is right there here. an arborist you could
2: recommend that would come out the granberry?
1: Uh, I think you're going to need to find somebody in Granberry or, or uh, nearby. Um, you go to the International Society of Arboriculture, ISA, probably .org. I'm not sure dot .whatever, but I think it's uh, .org. Um, International Society of Arboriculture, and it will have a spot on it that says find a certified arborist. And that sounds like the answer to your prayers, and it's not. Because you're going to find certified arborists who work for cities. Well, they're not going to do private work. You're going to find them that work for universities. They're teachers. They're not going to do, you know. So it's you, you have to sort through a lot of stuff. I wish they would sort it to find a commercial practicing certified arborist. But that will be a head start, and you might be able to, you know, it may narrow it way down for you. Um, okay. That, and your county extension office would be able to refer you to three or four arborists there in in uh, Granbury I think oh that's they, a great they, idea yeah they normally I, can I'll
2: call the county extension agent
1: yeah that would be a good starting point and and they don't have to recommend one of them just tell me three or four I could start with and then you can do the homework on them but you're sure. looking for an ISA certified arborist that's the credential you want to find if you can hopefully you can okay all right. Thanks a lot, Neil. Thank, Thank you, Ray. Good luck with it. Thank you, sir. All right. We'll come back. We're going to Brian and Mansfield next. And we have open lines beyond that. Brian is going to be stretching the limits of my knowledge. I'll just tell you that right now, Brian. I hope you're there when I come back to you. Um, but, I. Uh, did a little bit of looking during the newscast, and I think I can help. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Neil Lone Star Gardening is my book. Uh, I want to describe some of the charts that are in the book, and they have to do with annuals and perennials. The charts are somewhat similar. These are multi-page charts. Now, this is a book with 11 chapters that deal with lawns and fruit and vegetables and uh, also trees and shrubs and things like that, but specifically annuals and perennials. They have charts that talk about the 100 best annuals, 120 best perennials. And in the annuals, for example, it'll tell you the 100 best annuals and how tall they grow, how wide they grow, what colors their, their flowers or foliage come in, and Uh, what months they're colorful in, but forgive the grammar. I'm not going to mess with worrying about prepositions and grammar and all that. What, what months they're colorful in, for example, they're, they're most colorful in May, June, July, August. That would be Caladians, wouldn't it? And, uh, and so you can say, all right, I have, I have events in my garden, uh, in, in the summer or in the fall. And so that's in the, in the chart, um, what their growth form is. And the height is really important because you need to know whether to put it back of the bed or the front of the bed, uh, whether it's sun or shade, what parts of Texas these are best adapted to, my own personal rating of A, B, or C, uh, what other things do I have uh, in there, any special comments that I have. All of that is in there for each of the 100 annuals, each of the 120 perennials. I think you'll find these charts to be monumentally helpful in choosing plants for a color program. You want a white garden for a wedding, or you want color in the spring that goes with, uh, with your, your bulbs that bloom in the spring, whatever. It's all in those charts, and those charts go for five or six pages. There's that much information. So Anyway, that's uh, that's just an example of what you'll find in the book. The book has a lot of information. Neil's praise Lone Star Gardening. You can't lose because if you get it and you say, "Well, that's not as good as I thought it was going to be," I'll buy it back from you. It hasn't happened yet. Seventy-five thousand copies. Nobody's asked to send it back, but. I'll be happy to do it if if you need me to. 3295 is all it costs. It covers every aspect of outdoor gardening for Texas. Any kind of gardening outdoors for every county. Now, here is uh, there are two ways you can get it. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. You can call my office Monday through Friday, business hours 800-752-grow. I'll sign your book once it sells, 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it right now from my website, and that's neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney,
3: inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person, in McKinney, and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone
1: is welcome. All right, thank you, Tommy, very, very much. I hope you'll join us at church. We uh, love our church and we really like Pastor Tommy Brummett, and you will too. I think he is—he uh, does a wonderful sermon. I had him on here with me on KLIF yesterday and asked about the sermon, and today's sermon will be all of the men that uh, it takes to, to make us the people we are today, fathers, grandfathers, uncles, um, and all of the other men, coaches, all the other men, and so that's really an important message for for children for all of us so i hope you'll join us uh, the services that are still coming up today he has an 8 and a 9 service but also at 1005 and 1110 the 1005 service is live streamed at sharingtheheart.org join us won't you please and uh, Finally, I want to tell you about Advanced Foundation Repair. These are leaders in the foundation repair industry. These are the people who have shown the way. They have earned the right to call themselves Advanced Foundation Repair because they have advanced their industry. They've moved it so far forward. 27 years ago, Fred Marshall called and said, Neil, we'd like to have you do ads for our business. We think we do it right we'd like to show it to you and uh, and so i went out and and met with fred and talked to his customers and watched his team doing their job and called the the references that he gave me and it was awesome just awesome the 15 references they all were just all thumbs up saying this is we're thrilled and i've had that kind of remarks from people ever since and i'm one of those people now They did work at our house, and I give them all thumbs up. Advanced Foundation Repair. They uh, are very affordable. That's what I hear from everybody, not just what I tell you, but what I hear from everybody. And they also uh, do the work better than anybody else, and they are very careful in what they do. They guarantee it for the lifetime of the house, transferable from owner to owner to owner. That's pretty awesome. It's Advanced Foundation Repair at 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com, plural, foundationrepairs.com, Advanced Foundation Repair, 214 3
0: Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected. And the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott and White Health and the hardworking healthcare frontline, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil.
1: Thank you, Stubby, and we go back to our phone lines. Let's go to Brian in Mansfield. Brian, this is Neil. Good morning. Hello, Brian. What do you think, Mike? I know he dropped once. Has it cut out on him again? Mike is checking. Hello. Yeah, there you are. How can I help you, Brian? Happy Father's Day. Thank you very much.
2: I have a question about these battery-powered lawnmowers, but first I'd like to make a comment to all the people out there using your power equipment. I noticed watched something yesterday with a young lady mowing her yard and edging with a toddler in tow within feet. Of, no, uh, no, no, no. Oh, and I cringed, and I was just, oh, my goodness, and she walked away. The baby walked over to the lawnmower, put her hand on the engine, oh. and it started. so all you people out there, please use common sense and wear your safety glasses. Keep your kids away. Anyways.
1: Thank uh, you. Thank you for that message. Thank you.
2: Um, I have a, about a 20-year-old snapper mower, mulcher deck, and it's... It was my father's, so it's kind of sentimental to me, And but it's starting to go needing parts this, that, and other, and the the mulching capability, when you use it to cut the grass, I mean, it just pulverizes it and puts it, the grass clippings to dust, which easily breaks down, and my question is, I'm thinking possibly about going with a battery-powered mower, but you know, for years, with all the major manufacturers of mowers, they got them mulching decks down to a T where, it, you know, it can easily break down. But the mowers I've seen from my neighbors, one next to me, and I don't know if they have a mulching blade or not, but the the grass is just sitting on top of the, the you know, just, heck, half-inch cuttings, you know. And my question, I guess, is how do I vet on... These new battery-powered mowers, you know, the RPM, the mulching decks, which one's the best? I mean, there's going to be so many out there, but my question to you is how can I vet these new
1: mowers? Well, I, I am not a mechanic, and anybody listening who knows me is listening saying, boy, he's going to hang himself on this one <laughs>
3: because
1: I ask some really bad questions when I go in for help, Brian. So I'm, I'm going to tell you that right up front. I did a little quick looking uh, during the newscast on, on, uh, battery versus uh, gasoline engines. And uh, Consumer Reports has several write-ups, and I'm surprised. That we're members of Consumer Reports, so maybe that's why my laptop would let me have access. I don't know. But there I don't think so. Uh, I didn't have to sign in or anything, and, and there's some really good reports, and they, they give uh, very glowing remarks. Now, they do not address the mulching side of it. I didn't know you were going to ask that. I would have entered that into my search. But and that's a very significant thing. Snapper always has done a really good job with the mulching mowers, um, but uh, but they they are and they were doing one of the ego mowers, the the top ego uh, uh, mower, and saying that it measured up perfectly, just did a beautiful job, and that a lot of people like the ease of it. I know that uh, my my Saturday program uh, on KLF is sponsored big time by the ace hardware people and and at a meeting i went to about six weeks ago they were talking about the whole ego line being in their stores this is not a commercial they have not asked me to say this i just was observing how excited they were about having that and how satisfied they seem to be with it they are smart people about that kind of stuff they they Uh, Lean on me for the plant side, and I lean on them for the mechanical side. I think it's worth looking into, but the mulching side is an important factor, and if they don't offer a mulching capacity, uh, then either you're going to have to bag or you're going to have to uh, deal with it because you don't want to leave big clippings on top of the lawn. Right.
2: I've got a neighbor across the street has one of them ego mowers, and he's going to let me borrow it.
1: Good. And, uh, I would do that. Try it and see how you like it. the The problem with with uh, some of this stuff is that it's tested on bluegrass in the north, and and that's not the same as Saint Augustine and Bermuda. That that do build Bermuda builds up a thatch layer, and Saint Augustine is thick and tough to mow. So you have downsides for both of those grasses.
2: Right, I have Saint Augustine. It's a six horsepower snapper, and there's certain yeah. microclimates where the grass is thick, thick, oh thick, I and know, it's beautiful. But I, I'm just sitting here thinking these electric mowers, you know, is is going to bog down in this. Well, I it,
1: guess it might, is- but don't don't yeah, try his first and and see how it holds up. Um, I got into this business as a teenager because we had a, a powerful mower, and and I got to mow yards where the Neighbors couldn't mow with their mowers in Saint Augustine and Clover, and and their mowers would bog down. I, I get that, but I would I would uh, sure try it a, a few times. It's nice of him to loan it, um, and the fact that you can have an extra battery and charge it that puts you right back in the game right away. So it's, right. it's not not the end of the world. I'm I'm going to get one of the Egos and try it, and uh, I'm gonna buy it from one of the Ace people and and give it a try and see what. See what I, because I have not tried it. Again, I, yeah. I've got to admit uh, that I'm, I'm not, uh, that's just not something that's been on my radar until now. Now it is. Yeah.
2: Well, tell again, all you people, wear your safety glasses, when edging. and keep your kids away from the
1: power tools. Thank you, Neil. I love the message. I'm so glad you called. Have a great day. Thanks so much, Brian. All right. We have Pam in Dallas, Randy in Arlington coming to you, and uh, I can help both of you. Uh, One interesting question out of those two, I mean, both good questions, one that has an interesting twist to it. We have news right now. I'll be back on the other side. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and
3: WBAP.com. The Texas Republican Convention was tough on Senator John Cornyn. I'm Dennis Martin. From the Audi Dallas, WBAP 24-7 News Desk.
2: Classic
1: Chevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones.
3: An accident in Irving is blocking three of the lanes of northbound Loop 12 Walton Walker, where it meets 183. Traffic's backed up past Crowweiler already. In Grand Prairie, disabled vehicle blocking the right lane, of the Bush Turnpike, Southbound Highway 161 at I-20. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Today's going to be sunny and hot. Well, it already is. Very low rain chance, high temperature, 98 degrees. Tomorrow, more of the same, sunny, hot, 99 in the forecast. Right now, we're looking at 86 degrees in Dallas, 87 in Fort Worth. Texas senior Senator John Cornyn was booed by the audience when he spoke to the Texas Republican Party's weekend convention in Houston. Howdy, everybody! Booing in the catcalls actually got worse when Cornyn talked about leading the Republican side of the bipartisan gun reform talks that are now underway in Washington. The winner of this year's Van Cliburn Pia- International Piano Competition was crowned last night in Fort Worth. Yun Chan Lim is from South Korea. He's 18 years old, was praised for maturity in his playing that's well beyond his years. As for Lim, he notes that he's still a student, has a lot to learn, so he said he'll be discussing his future with his teacher when he returns to South Korea. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day. Keep connected to Newstalk 820, WBAP 995, FMHD2,
1: and WBAP.com. Much to learn. Oh, my goodness gracious. How would you like to be teacher of someone at that level? Oh, my goodness gracious. Thank you, Dennis. Uh, the um, have one line open at 800-288-WBAP. Give a call right now, 800-288-9227. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, Texas' premier roofing contractor, and now a second-generation family business with 100,000 roofs installed, proving that they pretty well know what they're doing. They started in 1986, and they do it right. You know, when there is a storm that comes through a town, you see a lot of little cardboard signs that spring up. You see a lot of trucks go around that have magnetic signs on their on the sides of their doors. You kind of wonder how many different magnetic signs these uh, doors have seen. Uh, the fly-by-night roofing contractors. Wortham Brothers, not so much. You're not going to see that. You're going to see... Uh, a company that's been here all of that time, serving the whole North Texas area with a, a permanent phone number, with a permanent uh, uh, team of, of really skilled employees. We have a Wortham Brothers roof that was installed four years ago. And, folks, it was a joy to watch them operate, to work with their people, to plan our new roof, and to hear their suggestions for the uh, continuous ridge vents I never paid attention to continuous ridge vents until that was recommended to us. And, oh, my goodness, it made a difference in our summertime air conditioning bills. Um, we didn't know about the uh, the, the impact-resistant shingles. And when they replaced, we have a great-looking roof with a heavier impact-resistant shingle that has really saved on our insurance bill. Oh, my goodness gracious. They know what they are doing, and they will guide you. Uh, If you think you've had hail or wind damage, let them do the free roof inspection for you. If they detect and, and see damage, they'll take photos and show them to you. You can contact your insurance carrier. Then when you get a settlement, then you call Wortham Brothers back, and they can work with you to get the maximum roof for your insurance dollar. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, they are Fabulous. I'm proud to recommend them to you. 972 562 5788 WBroofing.com. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company 972 562 5788. That newer vehicle of yours probably has HDFM. Learn how to use it. Go to
3: WBAP.com slash FM. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News
0: Talk 820. WBAP. WBAP
1: WBAP.com. You've heard me say before. I don't think you have a landscape finished until you have stone in that landscape. It's what makes a landscape look natural. The stone needs to look like it belongs in your neighborhood, and it needs to be arranged in a way that looks like it, uh, like it's just part of the landscape, like your landscape just kind of settled into the natural environment. The folks at Whiskey Stone can help you with that if you're trying to do a new walkway, a, a an informal walkway in your landscape, or a formal walk if that's the case, mortared maybe, if you're trying to do some kind of a retaining wall or a pool decking, or if you need a garden fountain. Whatever it is you want, Whiskey Stone has it. They have 22 acres of beautiful stone, and they have contact with the best landscape contractors in North Texas, somebody in your neighborhood who would be happy to work with you. They know the skilled Masons who can do the, the stone laying, any work you need. They know the people. These are great people, as well. Mike and Derek Wisnan, a father son team who own and operate Whiskey Stone at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. Open Monday through Saturday, closed on Sundays. 817 Four two nine zero eight two two. Let them help you with your stone needs. They deliver anywhere you can hear me, and uh, they are worth the drive from anywhere you can hear me. whiz-q.com. Again, 4501 East Loop twenty South, eight and Fort Worth, Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822. whiz-q.com. It's Whiz-Q Stone. News Talk 820 WBAP
0: 995 FM HD2
1: and wbap.com One of the one of the sponsors that I enjoy visiting the most is Wildbirds Unlimited. These are just a joy to to visit. Uh, if you enjoy nature at its most beautiful you'll enjoy the birds in your backyard you'll enjoy attracting them with water you'll enjoy attracting them with feeders and feed you'll enjoy identifying them and just keeping track of who comes to visit you wild birds unlimited lets that happen You'll, uh, you'll really like the enthusiasm that these owners and employees share with you when you go into any of the three stores. Now, three of their stores in the Metroplex join together and to sponsor my electronic newsletter, eGardens, and my radio broadcasts on KL, uh, uh, LIF and also on WBAP here, the sister stations. And I hope that you will, uh, uh, I hope that you will let them know that you appreciate those sponsorships, and I hope that you will get in and look at what they have to offer for the uh, wild birds in your backyard. They have the best feeders, hummingbird feeders, our high perch hummingbird feeders, and their cylinders for the uh, songbirds, uh, cylinders of seed. All kinds of blends. We have a lot of birds in our backyard right now, even in the summertime. It's amazing. Now, let me tell you the three stores. David's store in the Park Cities is at 5715 West Lover's Lane, right next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center and a block west of the tollway. Ron's store at his new location in East Dallas is at 5708 Abrams Road, one block south of Northwest Highway, and Birdie's store in McKinney, at 3001 South Hardin Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, which is just south of Tom Thumb. And that's a Birdie's store. Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. WBU.com slash DFW Wild Birds Unlimited.
0: Just want your garden to grow, you want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line, they're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil.
1: Thank you, Stubby. We go back to the phone lines now. We go to Pam in Dallas. Pam, this is Neil. Thanks for waiting. How can I help you?
4: Good morning. I'm, Good morning. I'm thinking about uh, putting some. Uh, climbing vines, flowers uh, over the arbor in the backyard, which has large pots two, two uh, feet in diameter, and the front arbor, but the, they'll be in the ground. My sister had orange trumpet vines, which were beautiful, but the wasp overtook her patio and we could not go back there. So I'm okay with the vine that a beautiful flowering vine that attracts bees, but not wasps. How do I tell what's gonna happen?
1: I don't think too many vines are gonna attract wasps. Are you sure that they were going after the, the flowers and not uh, maybe a nest that they had right nearby?
4: Oh, I, you know what, I didn't think, of, we just assumed because she put the vines in, they were gorgeous, they, the flowers were everywhere, and then we literally could not go in the backyard even to mow it. It was so bad. So I were these I yellow don't know
1: jackets it. or were they red wasps? What were they?
4: Uh, um, I don't even. I don't know.
1: You you need to learn. All of us need to learn uh, how to identify the various wasps. I'm not the. I'm not an entomologist, but there are three categories that I look for that are um, very distinct to me. I, I'm not going to do this justice. Um, yellow jackets, the giant red wasps that you see pretty commonly, and mud daubers, dirt daubers. Dirt uh-huh. daubers are harmless. I could work around them and not pay any attention to them. They're they're on our front porch, and my wife goes out with a, an old table knife that we use for dog food and dirt daubers to knock their nest down right by the front door. We don't worry about them. They, they're not going to sting you. They might, I guess, if you were right there while they were building the the mud tube but they're not harmful Uh, they're just doing their thing so okay that's that red wasps are another story you don't want to alienate them but they're flying around and they're not necessarily uh, coming after you you just don't want to try to corner them the third one yellow jackets will come after you you don't want them anywhere around a, a door or a window or a patio or anything and if I see them forming a, a nest, a, a, a yellow jacket nest, I will take a long piece of PVC pipe and knock it down, and then I run. Uh, anymore, I find somebody who can run, <laughs> and I get them to do it because I don't run anymore. But uh, that's, that's what I've always done with yellow jackets. I don't use the wasp and hornet sprays because they end up killing foliage. Badly, they have a propellant that will kill foliage. Okay, so that's that's how to identify them and how I deal with them. I, I don't once they're thirty feet away from me, I don't worry about any of them. It's their life and they're out there doing their thing. Um, now, as far as the vines are concerned, uh, for a flowering vine, this this has to be perennial. It's going to be something that you want to live year after year after year. Yes. Yeah. All right cuz I was going to say Mandavia I don't think it's going to attract bees or and I don't think anything's going to attract wasps I think they must have had a nest somewhere um, so the the best thing it won't attract you don't mind honeybees then
4: No I don't mind honeybees I I love them as a matter of fact
1: I think you can plant anything you want then I I think okay. I think I think anything is back on the table I've never seen wasps come at my my flowers, my flowering vines okay. or my, my uh, flowering plants. If they're coming at them, I look to see where they're headed because there's something around them that's attracting them, not the flowers.
4: Well, uh, our, our morning glories, is well, people hate me if I plant morning glories. People have told me that they're just invasive and they take over and then you can no never ma'am there
1: no not at all morning glories uh the wild morning glories possession vine things of that sort are horrible but you're not going to be planting those you're going to be planting some hybrid like heavenly blue or or one of the other uh, uh hybrids or moon vine or something of that sort and they're they're going to be special seed that you plant they are not invasive that's not going to be a problem
4: okay well will packages and plants tell you if it's invasive or not is that a, a description they Probably have
1: Probably not uh, oh. because but I don't think they're going to be allowed to sell invasive plants.
4: Oh, okay. Good to know.
1: Yeah, my favorite my one of my favorite perennials is Lithurum purple loose strife. and unfortunately the the triploid varieties that we have no longer can be sold because somebody deemed them to be invasive. I don't think they can be because they're sterile, but but some people say oh no they're not that's I, that's off to Mars on my conversation that's not what you're asking about but the the, uh, the morning glories that you're talking about with the large flowers are not the ones that grow alongside the road those are the ones that are invasive
4: which has the, uh, which has the longest flowering life
1: that... remember now morning glories are not perennial they're annuals you have to oh, I, yeah yeah I
4: know yeah. but I mean like a wisteria or that does that have a long flowering life? during the
1: summer not at all it's it flowers in the spring only
4: Oh, okay Correct. if you want
1: the longest flowering time in the summer you would plant Madame galen trumpet creeper or trumpet vine madam galen G-A- madam g-a-l-e-n, G-A-L-E-N. Okay. yeah that's the one i was talking to a caller about about an hour ago
4: okay thank you so much
1: you're welcome so much have a great day okay, no. bye-bye okay all right let me see where we are um Look, I think I can help Randy in, in fairly quick time and, and then take my break. Let's try that. Randy in Arlington. This is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, we live out here by Lake Arlington anyway, and we have several big pecan trees
2: in anyway. And um, I got one of them. Well, this is the third one that's done it over about the last five years. Anyway, half of it starts dying out. And everything and then eventually the next year the tree just dies anyway and i was just wondering what was going on there how old are
1: these trees they're pretty old yeah i mean they're 50 60 years old and some of them older than that okay well uh why a tree dies is uh something that would have to be determined by somebody looking at the tree and and what's going on around it, etc. Randy, that, that would require an arborist probably to, to be there on site. But I live in a pecan forest and have been there for uh, 46 years now, and and I've watched some of our big pecan trees die also. Uh, they mm-hmm. have life expectancies, and so that does happen. Um, one thing that, that you'll notice is when two pecan trees touch one another, uh, branches that touch will die, and... Um, the, the lower of the two will die. I heard Dr. George Ray McKitcher, my pecan friend, uh, pecan expert that I have here on the uh, each uh, each year the day of the Super Bowl, we we turn the program over to fruit and pecans that day, and uh, and I've heard him say that in meetings more than once uh, when he worked for Extension. I, I would go to his meetings and sit in, and and uh, pecans that grow together where the where the branches touch. The, the plant that is on, has a branch on the lower layer of that overlap, uh, that mm-hmm. branch will die. And I've watched that happen at my home. Uh, the mm-hmm. first year, it just doesn't have as many leaves. The second year, it doesn't have any leaves. And the third year, that branch dies and drops to the ground. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, that's when I have my tree service people uh, that come to our home take that branch off before it falls and does damage. Um so you know that that will happen and I've had entire pecan trees die uh sometimes because they have overproduced the year before sometimes because of drought and sometimes because of decay other things so that mm-hmm. will that will happen Do you have a phone number of somebody that I could call to come out and look at them Uh in Arlington uh you need a certified arborist and my sponsor my advertiser is uh, certainly capable of doing that uh, there may be other people who uh, specialize in pecans. I don't know, but, but uh, you know, I, you ask, and so I will tell you, Arborological Services is my advertiser, and I'm happy to recommend them very highly. I normally don't go out of my way to to say, oh, you need to call Arborological Services unless I'm asked about it. And you did, yeah. so I, that's, that's why I'm doing it. I need to look back now and find their phone number. It's on my website always. All my all my sponsors are on my website. But I will yeah. I will find that for you. They are the best it gets. It's taking me longer, and it should define the phone number. It's on the ad copy I did. I must have done it earlier in the program. Um, but you need a certified arborist, somebody who who knows trees right. very, very well. Right, yeah. Is this a yeah. grafted variety? Uh, a lot of them are. Okay. Uh, my dad grafted them back, I don't know. 60 years ago or so, you know, a lot of these trees. we uh-huh. lot, got a lot of stirs and stuff like that. Is there any uh, correlation between where the graft is and where the dieback is occurring? No. Um, okay. No. All right. I, it's taking me longer than it should. I have jumbled my ad copy together. If you will go to my website, I'll do that for you. Hang on just a second click over to it and uh, get it for you. I should have just a sheet that has that for you, but I don't. Um, I'll be there and just I had it queued up for something else. What it may You said it's on your website. Yeah, it's it's listed as radio sponsors. It's Arborological Services and well, it is it uh 866-552-7267. I should have done that in the first place. 866 552 7267.
2: All right. Well, we'll give them a call. Appreciate it. All right.
1: You're welcome. Have a good day. Thank you, sir. All right. Last break, and then we'll come back and talk to Linda in North Dallas. And uh, my book is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. And I think you'll find that it, you know, if you're doing some planning for fall plantings that you have in mind, this book could really be of help to you. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. It talks about the climatic zones, the soil types of Texas, uh, the hardiness zones, the various uh, parts of the state. Chapter two is, uh, is something I've never put in any book before. It's a calendar. And you say a calendar. Don't you hang those on the wall? No, this is not that kind of calendar. It's a perpetual calendar, four pages per month, that tell you uh, each, uh, each month what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed in that month. So you'll never wonder, when should I do this or that? It's all in the, uh, the Chapter 2 in the calendar. Chapters 3 through 11 are very detailed chapters on trees, shrubs vines ground covers annuals perennials lawns and fruit and vegetables i worked more than a month on each one of these uh, chapters and i'll tell you that uh, you get a year of my life for 32.95 i have left the the price of the book down at 32.95 to help you beat inflation I'm just putting it that way, just to be decent about the whole thing, and frankly, to get a little cash flow going through the business coffers, because this time of year it's a quiet time in the nursery business. So it's a it's a good plan for me as well. So serves for everybody. 344 pages, 840 of my photographs in a hardback book, printed in Texas. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed. You will not find this book in stores, and you won't find it on Amazon. You you will find it at my office by calling monday through friday 800 752 grow you know 800 and you know how to spell grow with an o not a zero so it's 800 800- Seven five two. That's all you have to remember is that seven five two, eight hundred seven five two. G R O W. Now the better way, though, after all that, the better way is to go to neilsperry.com because you can do that right now. N E I L S P E R R Y. dot com. Repair. Thank you, sir. I want to tell you about Ace Hardware right now. Ace sponsors my entire program over at KLIF, and uh, they they are the major sponsor, and they also sponsor this program. And they also have a really special deal for you. They also have helpful hardware, folks. You already knew that. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Ego, 530 cubic foot per minute 56 volt battery-powered blowers for one hundred seventy nine dollars the ego power uh, plus five thirty cubic foot per minute blower is the next big step up in power and convenience for ego cordless blowers equipped with turbine fan engineering Inspired by advanced aeronautics technology, the compact lightweight design weighs in at just 7.4 pounds with the included 2.5 ampere hours battery. The advanced Eagle Power plus 56 volt arc lithium battery uses industry leading technology to deliver power beyond belief and it's compatible with all Ego Power Plus products. Now, as I said before, the Ace people are really excited to have the Ego line, and they'd be happy and proud to show you the Ego 56-volt handheld blower. And uh, you'll save money with it, and you'll make new friends when you go into Ace Hardware. Because Ace is the place with the friendly and helpful hardware folks.
0: Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our health care workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now, back to Neil.
1: Thank you, Stuby. Appreciate that very, very much. And uh, please do sign up for my free electronic newsletter, eGardens. I had an ad I was going to do earlier, and we ran out of time right before the newscast at 930. Uh, eGardens is free and always will be. And uh, I want you especially to look at the St. Augustine Diagnostics story I wrote for eGardens this week. Uh, We'll leave it archived until Thursday. Uh, Go to neilsperry.com. Click on eGardens, and you'll see that St. Augustine It took a day writing that thing, so you can figure out what's going on with your St. Augustine. That's neilsperry.com. Click on the eGardens tab. We go to uh, Linda in North Dallas. Linda, thanks for waiting. How can I help you this morning?
5: Hi. Yes, I wanted to respond to the gentleman that called about the lithium battery mowers. I bought one four years ago. I think I was an early adopter. I decided I was going to mow my yard because I didn't like how our property management was doing it. And I didn't want to mess around with the gas. And mine is not fancy. It's small. It's only a 16-inch deck. I know they make them much larger, and they have two batteries, but it's amazing. And I have really thick uh, St. Augustine grass, so um, I love it. It stores nice and compact, and um, I can't say enough about it. And I'm sure the technology's gotten even better since four years ago. So,
1: What brand uh, do you have?
5: I have a Greenworks, and Good. it's a 40-watt lithium battery. Um, mm-hmm. But some of them have two. Some of them can mow up to an acre, and mine has never run out of, you know, anything. You know, I don't think do
1: I'd that. want to mow an acre 16 inches at a time, though, Linda. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but, no, no, no. They uh, make bigger
1: checks. I, know, bigger I know, I know, I <laughs> know. I really appreciate your taking time to call in. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Right. Have a great day. Hey, everybody, happy Father's Day, and thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. Mike Bass, nice job. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next uh, next Sunday. Happy gardening.